Is Ida the missing link that evolutionists have been looking for all these years? Does Ida prove that evolution is true? We're going to talk about that today and a lot more on BibleCityPodcast.org starting now. Hello, everybody, and welcome once again to BibleStudyPodcast.org. Today is Thursday, May the 28th of 2009, and I'm your host, Toby Logsdon, as always, and welcome. So glad to have you guys here with us. Normally on Thursdays, uh, we do apologetics, and what we've been doing is a series called Knowing God, as most of you know, uh, but we're doing a special lesson today based on some of the headlines that have been in the news lately about this supposed missing link called Ida. It's spelled I-D-A, so some people say Ida, but uh, having watched the show on uh, the History Channel, they pronounce it Ida, so I will pronounce it Ida out of respect for them, and uh, so that I am not accused of getting something just totally wrong. So, (laughs) anyway, God bless you guys. It's so great to have you here today, and I hope you guys are having a fantastic week. I do have some great news to share with you guys, as I shared with you um, on Monday and, and last week also. We are going to be having Spanish podcast. These, uh, some of our lessons are going to be translated into Spanish, and we consider that to be just a great blessing, and we're so excited about expanding our ministry that way. And one of the things I did uh, when I announced that is I told you guys that if your native tongue is another um, another language other than English, and you're listening to these in English, but you want to translate them into your own language, you know, get in touch with me. And so anyway, we have received two emails uh, from people who want to translate for us. One for Japanese and another for Portuguese. I just got these emails this morning, so I will be getting back in touch with those guys uh, this afternoon after, um, after I've got this all uploaded and everything. But man, I am excited to have the opportunity to uh, to minister to these languages. I don't know uh, how much you guys know about Japan or um, religion in Japan, but according to Wikipedia, only 2.04% of Japanese are professing Christians. That's not very many. Man, they uh, they need the gospel over there badly. So thank you to, uh, to those of you who have made donations uh, to support our ministry over the past month. Uh, it, it's not going to be going to waste. It is going toward building new ministries to reach these uh, other cultures specifically. Uh, and of course, Portuguese is the language spoken in Brazil. So that's exciting to me too. The opportunity to open up ministries to both of these cultures. Amazing. Praise the Lord. So anyway, let's go ahead and get started with today's lesson with a quick word of prayer. Father God, we just thank you so much uh, for this time where we can just learn more about what's going on in the world. Lord, I just pray that this lesson will be a resource for people who don't know how to respond to the claims that are in the news lately about uh, this missing link or uh, whether evolution is true or not. So I just pray that this will uh, that this will equip believers who are listening. And to any uh, skeptics or evolutionists who are listening, Lord, I pray that it would just be food for thought for them. We love you and we give you this time because we love you in order to glorify you. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, 
as I as I said at the beginning of the podcast, you know, one of the biggest stories to hit the news recently is this story that they've found the missing link. And it's this small primate which appears to be something of a mix between a lemur and a monkey. Well, according to the scientists who studied her, it was a female. They've determined that it was a female based on the bone structure. And thus they've named her Ida after the daughter of the scientist who was in charge of the study of this fossil. Uh, Further, they say that she is 47 million years old and 95% preserved. And they've hailed her as, quote, the eighth wonder of the world. So, is this true? And how significant is the discovery of this fossil for the theory of evolution? Well, according to the recently aired documentary The Link, uh, it was on the History Channel this week, it's extremely significant. I mean, after all, as they note at the beginning of the program, this fossil is, quote, the most complete fossil primate ever found, end quote. So does it really give science a great deal of new insight into the origin of the human species? That's the real question, isn't it? And the narrator himself for this show says, quote, they may have found the first ever link to human beings, end quote. He said they may have found. So how legitimate is this? How can we, as Christians, respond to the claim that this is proof of evolution? Well, let's start off uh, our discussion here the same way that they did on the television show, and that is by telling the story of how a paleontologist from Oslo, Norway, came across this rare fossil. Well, according to the television show, Dr. Jorn Hiram, and forgive me if I'm mispronouncing that, uh, he's from Norway, and I believe that's how you would pronounce it, Jorn Hiram. Uh, well, anyway, he was visiting a fossil collection convention in Germany when one of the booth renters asked him to meet for coffee at, uh, at a designated time so that they could discuss something. So while having coffee, this booth renter told Dr. Hiram about the fossil, about this amazing fossil that he could allow the doctor to see, and they set up a time and location for Dr. Hiram to see this fossil firsthand. And he's told that the fossil was discovered over 20 years ago, and he's told that it has been tucked away in someone's personal collection ever since it was found. Well, having seen the fossil firsthand, Dr. Hiram expresses his desire to purchase the fossil, and he asks for a price. And he's told that it's going to be more than a million dollars. Well, this is extremely significant, actually, the, the price that he paid for this thing. It's, it's very significant, and we're actually going to come back to that in just a moment. So anyway, Dr. Hiram spends the next six months, actually, contacting uh, investors in an attempt to raise capital so that he can buy this one-of-a-kind preserved fossil. Okay, well, let's just stop there for a moment, because uh, there are some very significant details that were actually left out of the television program entirely. First of all, the fossil had not been in someone's personal collection for the entire time since its discovery. And they left this out. According to a recent podcast from Dr. Fuzz Rana from Reasons.org, the fossil was actually intentionally broken in half when it was first discovered uh, by the person who discovered it in order that that person could make more money selling it. After all, you know, you can get more money for two fossils than you can get for one, so uh, that made logical sense to him. So the bottom half of the fossil was sold to a museum in Wyoming, while the top half was put in a museum in Oslo, Norway. 
Well, this should raise some uh, some very, very sharp suspicions among evolutionists and non-evolutionary scientists alike. I mean, something like this calls for full disclosure. If they have something this significant, the fact that it was broken in half, that calls for full disclosure. So the fact that this fossil was broken in half is never revealed on the television show. And since I had known prior to watching the show that the fossil had been broken, uh, it was completely obvious to me that it had indeed been broken. And as the camera panned over the fossil, you could actually see the exact point where it was broken. They never said anything about that on the program. The fact that they did not disclose this fact on the show should raise some red flags for anyone who knows the first thing at all about science and takes their science seriously. Now, for those of you who think, well, Toby, you just don't like science and that's why you are responding so strongly to uh, to this show or to the idea that Ida is the missing link, no, I love science. Uh, I love real science. And I think it can be misused. Uh, here, this is uh, very, very suspicious. I mean, after all, um, you know, the more that something like this has been tampered with, the less reliable, the less credible it is. And that being said, however, let me just go ahead and say that I don't question that this was indeed, at one time, a complete fossil before being broken. I believe that this was uh, the whole fossil uh, as it was found. So, anyway, back to the show. Next, the show revealed that after Dr. Hiram had purchased the fossil, he recruited some other scientists from uh, from other countries to form a team. And this team studied the fossil for two years, secretly. Again, this creates a problem. Why was the studying done in secret? Why was it so uh, private? You know, part of the scientific process is subjecting a hypothesis or a theory to intense scrutiny. But, you know, I have a theory um, as to why it was studied privately, and this theory is actually twofold. First of all, by studying it secretly for two years, if it turned out that they couldn't draw any conclusion or find even the most remote hint of, uh, of evolution or uh, even the most remote evidence which might have supported the theory of evolution, they were sparing themselves the embarrassment of making a big deal out of nothing. And secondly, by studying it secretly, they were able to control the hype and the propaganda uh, surrounding the fossil. Uh, they could time it in a way by which they could most profit from it. And don't try to convince me that they weren't trying to profit from it. I mean, after all, Dr. Hiram had borrowed over a million dollars for this fossil. How else was he ever going to pay that money back? Well, there's only one answer. Hype it up. You know, release it and be in control of when this all gets released uh, in conjunction with a documentary and some books and, and so on and so forth. But anyway, uh, there's another more serious problem with the fact that this was all done secretly. What if they had found something which provided clear evidence that evolution did not happen? What if they found evidence that evolution was just completely false? They could have swept the whole thing under the rug and just washed their hands of the whole thing. It would be just as though it had never been discovered. And this is why it's important to involve uh, you know, an aspect of scrutiny and skepticism in an issue that's so controversial. So anyway, as they continue the documentary, they go on to present this, uh, you know, present the case for this being a missing link, noting that it's very similar to modern-day lemurs, but it has a couple major differences. Uh, first of all, 
Uh, Ida doesn't have what's referred to as a grooming claw, which is found on the second toe of lemurs. Secondly, it doesn't have a tooth comb, uh, which is a set of teeth in the front bottom section of the lemur's mouth, uh, which modern-day lemurs have, but Ida does not have. Uh, Instead, Ida has a set of incisors where one would normally find a tooth comb in modern lemurs. And third, Ida has nails instead of claws. So what does all of this prove? What do all of these similarities and uh, differences prove? Absolutely zilch. Nothing. Nada. It gives the evolutionary community something to conjecture and, and to speculate wildly about, but there's no proof that Ida was anything but an early variety within the lemur species. Now, one of the things that the narrator says in the show is, quote, she's 47 million years old and eerily human, end quote. Eerily human? Oh, really? Uh, you know, this is honestly where the show lost any and all credibility for me. But hey, you know, I'm, I'm no paleontologist and I'm not going to pretend to be a paleontologist either. But uh, let's take a look at what paleontologists are saying. What are uh, scientists saying? Well, let me start out by saying that while there are some uh, who see no controversy over whether Ida is the missing link, there are many more scientists, Christian and secular alike, who report that this is anything but a sure thing. According to Dr. Philip Gingrich, who was, uh, he was on the show, he was one of the members of the team that studied EDA, he said, quote, There was a TV company involved and time pressure. We've been pushed to finish the study. It's not how I like to do science, end quote. And this is what he quoted, uh, this is what he was quoted as having said in an interview with the Wall Street Journal. Uh, according to the University of New England professor of paleontology, Dr. Peter Brown, he said in response to that, quote, that rings all sorts of warning bells, end quote. And Dr. Brown went on to scrutinize the science behind this discovery, noting that, quote, it's nice, it has fingernails, something that we have, as do most primates, but they've cherry-picked particular characteristics, and they've been criticized uh, by other scientists for doing that, end quote. Well, let me just say this. Dr. Brown is anything but alone in his skepticism regarding Eda. Yale professor of paleoanthropology, Dr. Chris Gilbert, says, quote, On the whole, I think the evidence is less than convincing. And then he goes on to say, They make an intriguing argument, but I would definitely say that the consensus is not in favor of the hypothesis they're proposing. End quote. You guys, these aren't Christian or non-evolutionary scientists. These are highly respected, well, uh, well well-published secular scientists who don't have a worldview that they're trying to defend. You know, these are evolutionists. Uh, You know, they're not trying to defend a worldview by uh, by shooting down the theory that Ida is a missing link. Uh, That adds to the credibility of these people and diminishes the credibility of the scientists doing this uh, this study on Ida. Well, these aren't the only secular scientists who dismiss the possibility that Ida proves, uh, you know, just about nothing. According to Dr. Chris Beard, who earned his Ph.D. from Johns Hopkins University and who is the curator of vertebrae paleontology at the Carnegie Museum of Natural History, he says, quote, it's not a missing link. It's not even a terribly close relative to monkeys, apes and humans, which is the point they're trying to make, end quote. Well, I think that pretty much says it all. You know, this is anything but a sure thing, even among evolutionary scientists. Uh, That's not how it's presented on the History Channel, however. It's presented as if every 
uh, evolutionary scientist out there is going to agree with this. Well, you know, one of the bigger problems I have with the scientists making a connection between uh, Eda and Homo sapiens, or human beings, is that science hasn't even demonstrated that there's a link between apes and humans. I mean, they say that, you know, eventually this species that Eda was a part of, you know, led to the apes. Uh, but they haven't shown that apes are related to humans. So how can they draw the conclusion that Eta has a relationship to humans? Uh, do they forget that, genetically speaking, apes are only 70% similar to humans? I mean, cars are, uh, are more similar than that to each other, but we don't assume that one evolved from the other. Rather, we assume that they have a common maker, a common creator. So the fact that there are similarities between the modern lemur and Eda only demonstrates that there was once a greater variety within the lemur species than there is today. And hundreds of species go extinct every year, so it's no surprise that a variation of the lemur species failed to survive the test of time. Well, this particular team of evolutionists that did this study on Eda has, you know, they've simply attempted to brainwash people through media hype. That's what it all boils down to. There is nothing conclusive here because similarities can never prove or even necessarily hint at an evolutionary process. The fact is that they've hailed this as proof of there having been transitional species. But this is clearly not the case. But even if it were, doesn't it seem odd that they'd hail the discovery of a transitional species so uh, so flamboyantly? I mean, come on. If evolution was a certainty, then we should have an abundance of fossils of transitional species, and this would just be another one to throw in that pile. But the fact is that Eda would have been the first. Science has still not found a definitive transitional species. Instead, all science has done is they've taken a fossilized species, which is similar to a modern-day species, and they make note of the similarities, and they overlook the abundance of differences, in addition to the fact that we still find variations within most species today. Uh, you know, the fact that scientists can't provide definite proof for evolution is problematic, and they know it. I mean, after all, according to Dr. Donald Johansson, who uh, who gained fame for having found the fossil of of Lucy and uh, actually he was on the show on the on the show the link he said quote nothing in biology makes sense without evolution end quote well this is only the tip of the iceberg of wise sayings by evolutionists in this television show that you could cherry pick uh, i mean this show was really full of some some kind of comical lines the line of the night had to come from dr richard leakey uh, who is a professor at stony brook university who said quote we didn't descend from an ape, and we didn't ascend from an ape. We are apes. We're a perfectly good, legitimate species of ape. We haven't separated from the apes at all, end quote. Well, bravo to Dr. Leakey for realizing that his theory of evolution is about as brilliant and profound as the grunt you'd get from a silverback gorilla. I mean, seriously, this quote needs to be put out there for people to see and to read. I mean, even if I believed in evolution, even if I thought it was true, this is a completely absurd statement. Again, we are 70% genetically similar to apes, but that number is so significant in genetics that it creates a very necessary distinction between humans and apes. Never mind the fact that, you know, humans are so different. That 30% is actually a huge gap, genetically speaking, between us and apes. 
So the fact is that Ida doesn't pose a threat to any sort of creationism or intelligent design or Christianity, and it doesn't add to the possibility that all life on Earth has evolved. You know, this type of guesswork is presented as fact by evolutionists, but the fact is they haven't proved anything. Uh, With that being said, even though Ida has made headlines around the world over the past couple of weeks, uh, it's just nothing but a bunch of media hype and media sensationalism. Uh, The show The Link leaves out some very significant details, as we've seen, and thus it's less than credible by any stretch of the imagination, especially uh, for somebody who is scientific. You know, if this show were taken off the History Channel and moved over to, uh, you know, Comedy Central, which is probably where it belongs, I'd give them credibility for at least having the decency to be honest enough to admit that the idea that Eda proves that evolution is true is a joke. And I said it before, I'll say it again, Evolution is not scientific. It's not even a theory. The fact that something which doesn't even qualify as a scientific theory is being presented as factual, uh, as being as factual as gravity, according to uh, Dr. Johansson, that's what he said on the show, that only goes to show how unscientific evolutionary scientists really are. So, anyway, if you guys have any questions about that, Uh, go ahead and shoot me an email. My email is cleanslate.ministries at hotmail.com. For those of you who are skeptics or if you're an evolutionist and you happen to find this on the internet by, you know, doing some keyword searches, uh, we're glad to have you here with us, and I welcome your feedback. In fact, you can register on biblestudypodcasts.org, and you can uh, can log in and leave your comments right there on the post for today's podcast. And of course, today is May the 28th of 2009. So if you have anything to say, uh, by all means, you can email me or you can post it on our board, just like it's a message board. So anyway, God bless you guys. Thank you so much for joining us today. I'll see you next time on BibleStudyPodcast.org. Keep growing closer to Jesus. This lesson has been brought to you by BibleStudyPodcast.org, a paraministry of Clean Slate Evangelical Ministries, which is a nonprofit listener-supported ministry based in Monroe, North Carolina. While our desire is that your primary giving be done with your local church, if the Lord is leading you to support our ministry, we do depend on your support to keep our ministry going and growing. If you feel the Lord calling you to support our ministry, you can go to BibleStudyPodcast.org and click on support on the right-hand side. You can make a tax-deductible donation from there. By doing so, you'll be helping us to reach multitudes of people each and every month from around the world who, just like yourself, desire to find answers and meaning in Scripture. We thank you for listening today, and we pray that the Lord blesses you and draws you closer to Him. Keep growing closer to Jesus. Jesus.